0: Scooch, scooch,
1: scooch, scooch,
2: scooch, scooch, oh
1: Is there a reason why you're wearing sunglasses, Gabe?
2: One of those days.
1: One of those nights, you mean.
2: One of those nights. Where you look like go? Sunglasses you? in Advil? What happened? What, what, what was that Kanye line, sunglasses in Advil? I don't know. I don't listen to Kanye. Last night was Mad Real. Oh, copy. Yeah. Is
1: there a reason why you look like Prince with the laced up? <laughs>
2: you know what i uh i I came across it online and i kind of dug it my my whole thing do you know what asos is no they're they're a clothing brand but what what typically happens with me in them is that i'll find an item i like and then everything that particular model wears i'm like dude i could totally rock that (laughs) that so so now we're here me and my lace-up shirt looking like prince <laughs> look yeah looking like a white prince <laughs> i don't know man i dig it i bought one in black too
1: gotta do what you gotta do man i ain't judging i wear the same t-shirts over and over again so Got,
2: gotta go to them punk shows looking good yeah I, I guess and then covered in sweat and, and stale booze
1: <sighs> stale booze yeah definitely
2: because you know damn well they can't afford real booze.
1: true Ugh! we'll get into that in a minute though because this is just pre-roll
2: pre-roll yeah
1: What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 62. 62. Yes, sir. Uh, it is a beautiful day.
2: Dude, it is gorgeous. Huh? It
1: is a beautiful day. on. I'm not going to say on the south side because technically we're not. It's Chicago, Illinois, even though technically we're not there either. But well, that's besides the point. It rolls off the tongue a little bit better than Lions, Illinois. It sounds a little less interesting. I'm not going to lie. But I knew that when I moved out here.
2: Literally. There's, a, uh, there's a, a restaurant. Well, it's, it's like a fast food place we, we frequent at work. And it's called the Shai Shack, and it's a, it's a chain, right? Okay. But but my issue here is that uh, the closest one from work is in Willowbrook. Okay. And um, and the whole theme is Chicago. Yeah. Right? And um, so they have like a red line sub and a blue line sub, and first of all, those sound fucking nasty. And second of all, it's like I get it, but name me one stop off of the red line. I mean, I can, but I'm sure they can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they can. Yeah.
1: So uh, that's kind of funny. Because when you say red line, blue line, sub Ely, I'm like, so what, do they piss on the bread, or <laughs> what's what's the, what's There's the plan? There's a homeless man. Yeah. What's the plan for that? Just begging is it, for change. Is that's my, yeah. Uh, is there gum found underneath the bread, <laughs> or what's the plan is here? Is
2: there some 15-year-old trying to peddle you some stale weed? Yeah, or? exactly. Oh,
1: that's besides the point. Yeah, beautiful day. I'm your host, Jacob, and today we have Gabe, uh, the, typical. The, the typical. The typical. The uh, typical. Nothing. Yeah. So, my dogs are acting up they're acting a fool as they do uh but yeah so we're here we're at you uh yeah uh mm-hmm. if we sound a little bit better uh this particular week is because i actually took the time before the show to figure out the template so i can actually just pull this up every single time but i'll figure that out once i throw it up on itunes i'm like wow gabe sounds really low and then trying to fix it after the fact it's like well i try my best <laughs> but that's besides the point uh gabe how was your week
2: oh man i this, this was an eventful week. Oh yeah. I um. There there's signs <clears throat> that I'm getting older. Okay. And, and I'm starting to notice that. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, <clears throat> I mentioned it a couple times, but I think I inherited your shitty knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It goes from one supervisor to the to the other. Yeah. And then the other thing was was yesterday actually. I was um in the past two weeks, I bought a um I bought a bonsai tree. Right. It's always kind of something I, I wanted to do. Okay kind of zen me out yeah you know i always kind of appreciated the art form so i bought one i love it it's super cool okay his name is uh his name is uh bonsai james bonsai <laughs> <laughs> oh good. oh man good. I like so that. yesterday i was uh you know i was picking up some liquor yeah. and then i was there's like a nursery right by the liquor store so i stopped by because i wanted to get a tray like most alcoholics do yeah, right. And uh, I wanted to get a tray for the bonsai just to elevate it a little bit, you know, yeah. to catch all the water. And um, so I stopped by. They didn't have it, unfortunately. But something in me said, dude, your bonsai tree is lonely. Let's get you another plant. So I got a peace lily. And I was like, bro, I was like really excited for it. And I was like, fuck, I'm getting old. I'm excited yeah. for for plants,
1: I uh, I posted on uh, I guess whenever I was buying my house because this is around the time where I wanted to buy my house. I mean, whatever years ago, two years ago at this point, point. and um, it's like you know you're getting old when you get excited for a low home home insurance quote. <laughs> That's why I found myself two years God, ago. Guys, we qualified this year. Yeah, We're exactly. We have a lower rate. Exactly. But uh, so yeah, so you're getting old, Gabe.
2: Yeah, it's it's common.
1: So what 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 did you do last night? Because I saw the Snapchat seemed Litty Titty.
2: Uh, Litty Titty is a good good description for it. Um a friend of mine she had her 21st and um she had a table reserved at Black Sheep, which okay. is this bar in Tinley Orlando area. Okay. And um you know me, I, I like the shitty kind of dive bars. Yes. I like the you know, I, yeah. I like those. I don't really like the whole club scene. Boof, 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 yeah, that that nice. was I'm over that yeah. whole thing. But it it was fun, man. Um th- they got one table that could comfortably fit six people. Nice. It was one of those weird, like, you know, roundabouts that nobody likes. Yeah. But I was like, "So how many people are you planning?" And and she was like, "Oh, 30." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ." All so, it was, you know, like six of us sitting and then 24 others just orbiting around the table. Yep. Yeah, orbiting. Um it it was pretty fun, man. Like I said earlier, I don't want to check my bank account. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind sure I'm afraid. I'm sure. There was a moment where I was enjoying a cigar outside with a buddy of mine and a waitress comes by. She's like, you guys want vegas bombs and you know she caught us at a moment of weakness and like, <laughs> and, and like before even thinking my hand went fuck yeah i want a vegas bomb <laughs> so yeah dude that, that was that was pretty fun yeah that's some good fun last is day.
1: this uh the most lit you've gotten in your no, well i'm no. talking about in your like in your official 24 21 and up club so far
2: oh that's a good question actually uh <laughs> exactly. in, in like the the going out experience yeah oh definitely up there yeah just because it was a lot of mixing yeah so <laughs> you, you know dude they have these dangerous ass mango mai tais that are Ooh. delicious and the worst part of it was that you know uh somebody was like oh order this you'd like it and i was like all right fuck it you know and then it comes out and i, I think i slammed that thing in like two minutes because like you can't taste the alcohol yeah i was like let me get another one and yeah. then you know somebody wrong bought a lesson bottle. learned on that one <laughs> somebody bought a bottle because it was a birthday yeah. and and then shots, as Polish people do. Yeah, it, it, it was good fun, man. But most lit I've ever been, no, probably not. Oh yeah, but we, just, we had some good times. Oh yeah,
1: I'm just saying, within your first, like being able to actually drink in public, kind of a deal.
2: I uh, yeah, man, it it goes up there. Yeah, but I think we can top. I think we can definitely top. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the
1: plan. Soon, so uh, so that was your week then, yeah. How was yours? Um, the baby is making new noises, okay. Ooh. She uh, I actually had it a recording, I, I, but I had to restart my computer so I couldn't save it. But she was making like some really weird, high pitch, yeah, kind of a noises that she hasn't really she, made before. So she's learning them cleans early, huh? Yeah, and um, also, uh, yesterday we took her to my wife's aunt's house. And she's learning her dirties, too, because oh, no. she had probably the biggest Chernobyl sized meltdown that I've ever seen this child have. Holy shit. She was bred. She was angry. She was not happy with us. Uh, and Kinda of course, like when your wife gets upset. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, you know, as the new parents, everybody acts like we don't know what we're doing. Uh, but we know our child we actually know her very well because the moment that we brought her there I'm like she's gonna be tired because she hasn't really slept all day because we've been out and about Uh, she would probably sleep maybe for like an hour tops and then we would wake her up and move her again and whatever so she wasn't happy Uh, I think she found comfort in her car seat Uh, but the moment that we pulled her out no bueno no bueno She, she started it started slow and then it got big and then she started screaming and then everybody started to look at her and again everybody wants to you know Give you advice. Yeah, give you advice. They want to help. Uh, but next you're just in the way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so, uh
2: unless you're gonna physically pick up my child and calm her the fuck down. Yeah. Please keep your advice to yourself. Well they tried,
1: but there's like I we know what's wrong. I knew what was wrong. She was tired. So we took her and you know, like I said, we took her to the back room where kind of nobody would uh like we would disturb anybody and we were trying to calm her down and I'm like, She's tired. Adriana's like, Yeah, and then her answer would come in and out be like, Oh, try this. Like, we know what's wrong. Uh, so literally the moment that we she flips over onto her belly, because that's the first thing she wanted to do when we put her down, which is a sign that she wants to go to sleep. We shut off the light and then there was a moment of silence. I'm like, that's what she wants. And her aunt's like, well, you know, you're your baby. You're like, yeah, we know that's what we've been trying it's kind to kind of t- our baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, kind of what we've been trying to say. Uh, but at that point, she was so agitated that she couldn't sleep. Oh, boy. So she was pissed. Uh, I went on for a minute and then she started to relax. We were getting ready to go uh we put her in the car seat and then she was like zen she found her place again so my mother-in-law comes in and she's like okay and adrian's like well we're to get going so say bye her mother proceeds to pull her out of their car seat and then no. starts again uh, so um i'm like okay okay and i told adrian we put her back into the car seat i am tell adrian like the moment she starts to relax we're gone i'm not this is it no yeah no more um And she was so upset, uh, not in the car ride, because once we got into her car, she settled down, but she had gotten so upset that she kind of had, like, the hiccups for, like, an hour and a half after the fact, because she was so huffy (laughs) huffy and puffy, angry.
2: When's the last time you got so angry you had the hiccups? Well, that's my
1: point. (laughs) So that's probably probably since she was born the most upset I've ever seen her. Okay. Copy that. Yeah. Copy that. Nuclear. Comes with the territory, though. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, for the most part, uh, she's chill. She's a chill baby. She's an observer uh she doesn't really cause know, trouble cause her, yeah she doesn't cause much trouble uh which is reassuring cuz like we got lucky cuz most children are pains in the ass from birth till they're 18
2: Oh, absolutely uh so her time will come don't you worry Oh yeah I know the, the terrible
1: twos are around the corner so believe it or not she's turning 6 months in oh like 10 Ooh. days Yeah so uh
2: wait till she turns uh 16 then the, you really got to be worried as a dad Yeah uh you, you bring I swear to God, if your boyfriend listens to pop punk, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was just <clears> yesterday. <throat> yesterday. The week is was the week. It's whatever. But uh, interesting.
2: So uh, <laughs> me and my girlfriend were, were having a funny, and uh, she said that during your daughter's rebellious years, she's probably gonna end up listening to like Ed Sheeran and Justin yeah. Timberlake. That's how she would get. And me. wearing like really light clothing. And, yeah. You know, cause, just because the whole punk metalcore parent yeah situation that's so. why.
1: that's what i was thinking too i'm like just i'm like the what would piss me off i'm like because punk music won't piss me off it won't you know the heavy metal music that wouldn't piss me off that yeah. wouldn't scare I mean, me at born, all
2: you were born and raised that way yeah, pretty much it's
1: who i am so i'm like if my daughter were to rebel she would listen to shitty rap music or shitty pop music and uh to get on my nerves and they were even it would,
2: worse country
1: yeah well <laughs> at least there's art i could admit there's some level of artistry to country because at least they're playing instruments so i can get along with that but um so yeah i was like actually explaining the stage Adrian yesterday i'm like uh uh just based on her exposure i don't really see her really uh being exposed to very much pop you know i mean because we don't listen to the radio at all um nobody in my family really does either um i mean maybe from her side uh her mother's side then you know there is some uh radio music but um coming from me not at all you know so um Happy i wonder that. i wonder what her music profile so to speak would be
2: that's a i actually think and i don't mean to make it sound like your kids like an experiment or anything yeah but i that's kind of interesting to yeah. to to check back in like 10 or 15 years yeah. and be like what's your favorite band yeah because i mean if you grow up around the the metal scene like you know as she will yeah um it, it's kind of interesting to see because my father raised me on a lot of pink floyd yeah and all that throwback stuff because yeah. he loves those bands that's fine and then when i started hitting like 12 13 it was a lot of manson because he was big at the time yeah and then you know that evolved into like slipknot ish kind of stuff I yeah. finger death punch kill switch and then you know now we're here balls deep with like. well
1: gabe i I'll actually i've been meaning to ask you this because when i first met you you weren't like you liked metal right i think it's very fair to say that
2: i think um i i know what you're getting at but go ahead um
1: how imp, like much of an impact did i have on your musical taste I'm, I'm honestly curious
2: so when you met me i was at a weird stage of my life where uh-huh. um i i loved metal i i absolutely did but i was with a girl at the time and she was not very supportive of of that kind of thing okay and neither were her friends and you know she never tagged along to those kind of shows and Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of why warp tour didn't happen for me until later years ago yeah right and that's because just because the the situation at the time was well my close friends are all bums and they want to stay the fuck inside and they never go out yeah and and you know and like i was kind of surrounded by a culture that's a lot of like electronic music which is which i still enjoy you know i ain't got nothing against it yeah but it's kind of like when i met you it was you know not only kind of like the like the kind of mentor thing but i you you really did solidify that like bond between me and metal music yeah i got you because like i said it it was always kind of like i i did love it if you look through my cd collection at the time it was a lot of like slipknot like i said earlier it was a lot of like heavier stuff but because of like the environment i was kind of in it, it you know it didn't kind of work out
1: didn't allow your tree to grow
2: I, yeah, man, that, that's why I'm like, you know, yeah. considering where I'm at now and my girlfriend's super supportive and yeah. she'll go see like the devil wears Prada yeah. and like, and she's, she's excited for every time I die, which means I did something, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, just, just the way things kind of evolved at the time. Yeah. It wasn't very supportive of what I wanted to do versus mm-hmm. what I could do. Yeah. At the
1: time. I get you. Cause yeah. Cause uh, like I said, when I met you, you were. Like you said, kind of a different kind of a Gabe. But you weren't the gay that you are today, which makes sense because you were, what, 17 when I met you?
2: Yeah, I was 17 when I started working there. And so now I'm going to be 22 this year. You're going to be 24. Oh, uh, God. No, I'm 25. I am tw- I'm going to be 25. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Um, so I think that's kind of an interesting thing because I think I had the same kind of effect on Adriana where she enjoyed it, but she didn't have the exposure or the, the person who was kind of feeding that. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So uh, it
2: it takes one one spark to kind of ignite the fire. Yeah. You know, so I I do appreciate that. You actually met me in like the middle of my pop punk phase. Yeah. And um, and now kind of going back to like the bands I enjoyed at the time, like the story so far, I can't really do it, man. Yeah. That feels like um, I describe it as high school music. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'd listen to it because I could relate to it in high school. But now it's I, I don't really, you know. Yeah for maybe a song or two i don't really like like it like that anymore i get it i get so. it so
1: because like yeah so i have that effect on people believe it or not i do that i did that for ponsk i did that for <laughs> adriana um i have that effect <laughs> i've yeah. done
2: it um quick quick little side note last night i was talking to um a buddy um a lot of friends were there that i haven't seen in like years like yeah four or five years and one of them um we were catching up and stuff and he was like Oh, yeah, dude, like I bought my tickets for like Spring Awakening and Electric Forest and all that. Yeah. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, dude, like, you know, I used to do that. But like I kind of phased out of it just because the the scene is garbage. Yeah. Like when I was going to it, it was was about the music, the love, the kind of the message. Yeah. But now people just go to get fucked up. Yeah. and, And the whole drug thing. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, in the past three years that I've been kind of frequenting these metal shows and like these alternative shows, I haven't come across one issue. Yeah, I might have been knocked on my ass a couple times in that pit, but, dude, they pick you right up. Yep. You, you go right back in there.
1: You don't have toxic people like that. But then, really,
2: like, least. you asked me about, like, these electronic shows. It's always something, dude. It's I got you. Bag. It's always some douchebag. It's always some piece of shit. Whatever it may be. But, like, I just I just want to say that kind of a thank you to the community. Like, yeah. yeah, we're assholes. Yeah, some of us are elitist. Like, oh, that's not real. That's, yeah. not, that's not death Deathcore That's
1: crazy. Yeah.
2: But at the end of the day, we're all there because – because We want to be, and we, you know, we just want to get our issues out, yeah. And, and and that's really nice and enjoyable when people look from the outside and they're like, Oh, dude, metalheads just do coke and fight each other, which is not the which far, is not the, the furthest
1: string from the truth, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I've had some nice conversations with people in a line at a metal show before. I've you know I mean,
2: had the weirdest I don't even want to call it weird because it was totally like warranted, yeah. But at that Devil Wears Prada show, uh, there was this dude, I don't know, probably like. 30 mid 30s and you know it was the encore and he was like mammoth and i was like yeah mammoth mammoth and and you know they came out with mammoth yeah. obviously and like me and this dude just grabbed each other by the shoulder and we we're just fucking going at it mm-hmm. and like i never knew this dude's name oh yeah i'll probably never see him again but that bond is still there no you're that, right Those was like 10 15 seconds where we were just fucking going at it
1: well that, that's up there well that, that's multiple things i have multiple stories when it comes to that uh, there was a time where I saw Bless the Fall probably like seven times in a year. Holy shit! Either by proxy or because Between I wanted. Between albums
2: two and three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely.
1: And there, there was this dude who I would see every single time, every time I went there. And this is when I was like seventeen years old, right? So every time I would go, I would see him, like without fail. He became Bless the Fall guy. I became his Bless the Fall guy. <laughs> no joke, right? Uh, the world's a small place because I remember one time when I was walking out of work at UPS and I was a package handler on Sunrise. Lo and he behold, who's walking into Holy the building shit. to go to work. The, uh, the, what's it called? Bust the fall guy. So uh, it's weird. It's a weird community. And another story, uh, this is a show that I went to in the hood. This was like uh, a metal show in the grimiest little cafe. It was called the Cathedral Cafe. It was on, off like 26th Street.
2: Oh, you were telling me about this show. Yeah, it
1: was the grimiest, dirtiest show I've ever seen in my life. One of them. And uh, it was just a fucking group of people. My buddy was playing. And just a fucking group of people who are just fucking, like you said, kind of like, I don't like not holding hands, but like fucking like holding on to each other, just fucking headbanging violently. And That was a good fucking show. So
2: excellent, man. Yeah,
1: that's that's those are the stories that I remember that I recall, because no, get me wrong. I went to those shows where people were just going there to get fucked up. And this is like stuff that was in the, the old neighborhood, because uh, my background's a little bit different when it comes to that, uh, even from Adam, because, um, you know, I went to shows with Adam for a long time. But there was a su- you guys kind of yeah, There was a subsect of my life where I went to the dirty, grimy
2: basement shows. Yeah, that.
1: those nasty, nasty shows that Adam yeah. didn't ever really went to. So, um,
2: yeah, hey man, that's good stuff. Like, yeah. um kind of like Vanna Guy. Yeah, remember Vanna Guy? Which one? Um, the dude who always yes yes the mic during yes, trishtuck.
1: yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's another one. Uh, I see him. Saw him pretty much every time I saw Vanna. Um, he was always up in the front Same row. Name. Same kind of deal.
2: I uh, I always see. Well, not always a lot of the shows i go to i see danny from um from the f- former uh shoot the, shoot, shoot the messenger yeah and i'm always like dude what's up and he, you know we always bullshit yeah and uh it, it's nice you know it's nice seeing the same people
1: he's uh he's a dude that i like a lot uh me and danny get along he's with, real down there yeah man. uh i like him a lot uh, and all that good stuff but um yeah man it's just the type of uh environment that metal shows breed and uh, like i said uh, not to it, say it's that, a community it yeah. really is not to say that it is uh, not shitheads because i've seen them but um
2: that, you, that comes with anything
1: you do. Usually, those aren't the ones that, that do it forever. Those are the ones who are, where it is just a phase, and then they're gone. Absolutely. So, uh,
2: so uh, that, that was a nice little tangent about how nice the metal community yeah. is. Yeah. And we're 20 minutes in. So, <laughs> But, <laughs> Once, uh, yeah. No, I totally agree with you, man. Uh, you do have this sort of uh, bond solidification with people. Yeah. Because you did put me on with some of my favorite bands, like The Architects. Yep. Uh, Every Time I Die, you did put me on with them. Beartooth. Beartooth. <laughs> Beartooth yes um, I'm waiting for a third album to kind yeah. of confirm their their position yeah in i holding 100th which we won't mention uh, <laughs> and a lot of these bands yeah man but but that that's real cool um well let's well before we move on to these topics I gotta give a quick shout out okay it's my boy Lando I've mentioned him before on the show okay but uh he, he's a co-worker of mine yeah and he's he's a real fucking thinker in <laughs> like every good sense of the word yeah and um, if you like hearing us rant about movies and comics, sci-fi, shit like that, please check out his blog cool. at themovielocker.com. 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 This man is, um, he, he in person, he's real wise, but holy shit, his writing voice is something yeah. is something completely different. I think he, he finds himself a real knack for it. He wrote like a 17-page review on uh, The Last Jedi. Ooh. He's kind of getting all that out. Yeah. So check him out. This man this man can fucking write. Copy that. All right, let's dive right into the nitty-gritty.
1: All right, so before we – because we're, we're probably going to end up closing this out with Warped Tour as my mom tries to FaceTime me to see my child. Uh, we're going to get into movies first. We'll do kind of in the reverse order because I want to close out with this Warped Tour talk as the lineup has been announced. But uh, a couple of things. I don't have much on the movie docket. But uh, somebody who I look up to a lot, somebody who is literally the American dream, in my opinion, uh, Kevin Smith earlier this week suffered a massive heart attack and um i heard about it i got i i got upset because you know when you hear these type of things usually it's followed up with he didn't make it r.i.p kind of a deal fortunately um he made it through he survived um and actually he he shouldn't have no he He should should not not have and it's weird because uh i watched his vlog and he described it he's like it didn't even even like
2: feel real right didn't even
1: feel like it was a heart attack he said he thought he just was just nauseous and he was sweating, and like as they were going through the process of like working with him, uh, trying to get him to the hospital, he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, because his dad had a heart attack, he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Heart attack!" Like, what the fuck? That doesn't that didn't compute to him, right? He gets to the hospital, these people saved his life. They did a great job, um, but it wasn't so much that it was um, his uh, his perspective after the fact. He said, uh, you know, when you face death. Because uh, he could have very well died um, He's like I always thought That I would be afraid um, And he's like as You know they were getting the morphine He's like and to him usually when people get morphine That's like you're, you're coming to an end You know what I mean like you're going to die He said uh, he found himself in this weird place Where he wasn't afraid to die That he looked back and this wonderful career That he had that he shouldn't have had uh, Married a woman that he loves dearly And has a kid and all his friends and family And he was cool
2: it was, because um, I'm sure we read the same article on mm-hmm. this thing, but it was, he. I think he closed it off with kind of like, if you want to do something, do it, do it, yeah. And I think that coming from, uh, as I described him, America's underdog, yeah, because he really was. Um, I think that is just fucking beautiful, yeah. Because you have this man who who really should be dead, yeah. If they waited any longer, on yeah, that, he you know he would be a dead man, but that kind of. Like, holy shit. Yeah. You know,
1: he, uh, the way he described it was because what's just what what the inspiration Because I saw, fun fact, I actually saw a, him talking about clerks, the making of clerks, right? Right. And he said, at the very least, he's like, uh, you know, we don't, they don't make movies, uh, where people talk about the stuff that me and my friends talk about. He's like, uh, and at the very least, he's like, if nobody else in the world watches it, I made it for me. He's like, and I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it and I'll have a laugh. And that's where, kind of where this whole podcast thing kind of spawned for me, where it was like, Maybe people won't listen, but at the end of the day, I like reviewing these conversations that I have with my friends, and I like the laughs and all the good times that we've had on the show because we've had plenty of belly-busting mo- laughter yeah, moments absolutely. on the show. And uh, at the very least, I'll always have that and be able to look back, even if it doesn't become anything at all, which is what Kevin Smith's mindset behind Clerks was. Uh, turns out for him, not so much for us yet, that Clerks turned into this very big thing, and you know everybody the loved it. Classic, yeah, yeah. Um, so... He, like I said, he is the American dream.
2: He, um, he made, there was a comment I saw. He made clerks from borrowed money. Yeah. And now he's on borrowed time. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see as to what will come out of this now. Maybe he'll kind of kick into gear stuff he's been putting on the back burner. Yeah, I'm sure. And kind of cranks them out. Finish
1: out. Cause I know he wanted to, to reboot James and of Bob, um, which is I'm I'm always I'm a fan even if I, I might not like all his movies because I like I think Tusk was a weird movie There's a lot of weird shit in his in this filmography that I don't necessarily like but there is some shit in there that just fucking speaks to it's me killer, yeah. Dogma Clerks uh, no. uh fucking uh,
2: Jalen said that Bob Strikes Back Clerks 2 these things do, they speak to me you know what I mean so um even seeing both of them on a uh, comic book man yeah is really kind of cool even though Kevin and uh, Jay don't really have any interaction yeah but it, it's kind of nice to see that. They did movies 20, 30 years ago and they're still kind of
1: friends. Yeah. And, you know, um, because like he describes his relationship with what Jason used. He's like, he's my friend. He's like, I love him to death. He's like a brother. He's like, but I almost feel like his parents sometimes because he was a guy who had a lot of, you know, issues. Yeah. Obviously. So um, for me, I'm glad that he made it out and hopefully uh, he will shine light and continue to inspire people. I want to see him do his stand up thing because I know he's a funny motherfucker and I listen to his podcast. He cracks me up. So um,
2: if there's anything we could take away from this moment in Kevin Smith's life, I think it's do not ever under any circumstances wear jorts. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, though, yeah. th- this is if you're ever looking for a moment of inspiration, read this interview. It is, like I said, coming from America's underdog. this yeah. Average dude who just fucking decided one day, hey, I'm going to make a movie. I'm, I'm going to borrow four thousand dollars and make a fucking movie. Yep. And cult Classic big comic book guy yeah you, you can't i mean you know sdcc every year like you can't just walk past kevin smith and yeah. not know who this man is yep. if you're in the comic book movies yeah i agree and um get your shit together man if yep. you're if you're looking for excuse this is it
1: yep uh and all that so i'm a fan and i'm glad he's okay and he's actually um he was like i feel great you know what i mean because the doctor's like well he's like you've had an artery that has been clogged for lord knows how long um, yep so he's like, now your blood's pumping the way it's supposed to, and you feel...
2: I'm sure he's getting all that oxygen back. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: that, and he said he's going vegetarian, so good for him, taking care That's of what himself. what you got to do. Yep. Uh, so glad that you're okay, Kevin.
2: Good shit. Yep. Looking forward to the next couple of years. Oh, of for blood. sure.
1: For sure. Uh, so yeah, um, I got another thing on my movie topics, which is something that I wanted to talk about because I love the first one so much. All right. Let's hear it. It's a very serious movie that I take very, very seriously. No not, no not really but it is the new record ralph Record ralph breaks Ra- ralph uh, breaks yes. breaks the internet that trailer dropped and for those who don't know obviously if you listen to the podcast i'm a little bit of a video game nerd right so the fact that they had like the the insider kind of uh, in gaming stuff like i think they had uh, one of the guys access like a hidden menu in the ga- within his game with the contra code like that shit's awesome and i'm a fan of the first one it had a lot of heart so i'm fucking pumped you got me in the movie theater. I'm watching Record Ralph 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet. I'm ready. Absolutely. What is your opinion, Gabe?
2: Uh, I'm excited. I did enjoy the first one. It was kind of a – I want to say it was almost like a nod to, to people like us. Yeah. Because it, it does appeal to the mainstream kind of Disney animation people. Yeah. It is Disney, right? I'm yes, sure. it is. Okay, it does appeal to the mainstream Disney people, but it also kind of – it has that, hey, this was made by nerds kind of for nerds yeah. mentality, and I, I really do dig that Yeah. because – when I was growing up, and I'm sure when you were growing up, too, the nerd culture wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, 100%. It, it was kind of shunned upon. Yeah. And, and I'm sure a lot of you will agree out there if yeah. you've, you know, if, Lord forbid your girlfriend found a comic book in your room. Yeah. And then you're blue-balled for the rest of, you know, the rest of the night. Yeah. But now it, it, it's grown into something more acceptable yep. in society. And I think that it, it's because of all, you know, everything that Disney's doing. Sure. All the Marvel stuff. All this kind of appeal behind it. Yeah. And I, I am digging the, the kind of acceptability and the yep. way it's been moved. And I think Wreck-It Ralph kind of goes to show that, hey, you don't have to be essentially a hardcore, you know, comic book nerd or whatever you want to call it yeah. to, to appreciate a good, a good movie.
1: Like yeah. That. Uh, I, I, I want to comment on that real quick because um, I remember when this near culture thing kind of became cool. I was working at the movie theater these things that I was excited about suddenly everybody else started to get was excited. excited about. Yeah. Like this is when the first Avengers started to come out. Uh, so like when people suddenly,
2: that was definitely the, the kind of, I don't want to call it the pinnacle, but like the, where they opened the doors. Yeah.
1: Uh, where, like you said, where before it wasn't really cool to talk about comics and be a Batman freak like I am and stuff like that. And, uh, suddenly all the girls are really cool. Oh God, Christian yeah. That type of stuff. Um, well, it is cool And like you said I, I do accept it I But I think it has become Diluted to a point Because now they're all. That's all they're really Trying to do is to appeal To the masses Which I get You're trying to make money They're in the business Of making money But, um, you know I do miss the The old nerdy conversations With some random dude Where you would kind of Feel like liked, Kind of like the metal thing We were talking about A bond with that person Because, you know it's it, not.
2: Yeah, it's a category of people, man. Yeah, you got something in common. It's yeah, it's kind of nice. But uh the, the old days when when it wasn't douchey or ironic to wear a Batman shirt yes. in public. Yeah. When you could go up to that person and be like, "Hey, did you happen to read yes. the last issue or something?" Along yeah. Those lines? And then
1: nine times out of ten now, they have no idea what you're even. If you walk up to a guy with like a, a Black Panther who's probably never read a Black Panther comic in his life.
2: You know what I mean? I mean that that can go for any superhero. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are wearing Deadpool shirts and oh, no, yeah, haven't really, you know, exactly. Side of movie. That's my point. But yeah, I, I think comic culture, has nerd culture in general, because Star Wars and we got to kind of include everything in here now. Games are yeah, it's, it's a fucking eSport now. Yeah, for shit's sake, um, it, it's come a long way. Um curious to see where this will take us copy that kind I of agree. in the vein of wreck it ralph i am excited to see ready player One. Oh, dude i'm fucking that looks pumped. great um a lot of people tell me read the book read the book read the book and i'm, I'm not gonna touch it i'm gonna watch the movie first because i don't want to read it and then watch the movie and then realize it's shit yeah so i, I kind of want to experience it on the big screen first and then maybe go back to it and read it yeah so that i feel like those two movies are kind of appealing to the same audience almost yeah i got you and yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a good year for the box office.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'm pumped. I think it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good year. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I mean, I totally forgot to write it down, but they actually pushed up the new uh,
2: uh, Infinity War. Hey, yeah, they April actually pushed, 27th. They pushed that up, which I thought was. They interesting. didn't want to compete mm. with Solo and Deadpool. They
1: didn't want to compete with themselves. <laughs>
2: Disney should just start printing their own money at yep. this point,
1: point. Uh, and have Mickey Mickey Mouse on the dollar bill. Fat in the mouse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they didn't want to compete with themselves essentially. So they I said, "Fuck it."
2: I think it was an excellent move. Yep. Because um, let's face it, if it was in May, we would have probably spent every weekend in, in theaters. Yeah. Which is it's fine by me. Yeah. But y- you got to realize that a lot of these like mainstream masses don't necessarily want that. They want to go to a movie maybe once every three months. Yeah. And because um, it is time consuming, it is kind of a, an ordeal now. Yeah. Um, I think it was a wise move. I'm excited. Yeah. April May is going to be good.
1: It's going to be a good good set. And like you said, instead of having to dedicate every single weekend in May to kind of go into the movies, now we'll be able to have a week off in the middle of May. because well, we've
2: good. seen this effect before. Uh-huh. We've seen, um, I like to call it the, the Dark Knight effect. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, previous examples. The Dark Knight effect, essentially what had happened was that the Dark Knight came out within a week or two of Hellboy 2. Mm-hmm. Hellboy 2 is a good movie. Uh-huh. It is a really good movie. And I love Hellboy. I, it is one of my favorite characters. Copy. But because of how gargantuan the Dark Knight was, it overshadowed Hellboy. Yup. And that's why we never got a three, and so on and so forth. I mean, Disney was dumb enough to release Treasure Planet alongside uh, Bad Santa 2 and another fucking movie that, mm-hmm. that completely rocked at the box mm-hmm. office. And, you know, they were whole they were promoting the whole Lilo Stitch DVD, so they didn't really think that through. Yeah. And that movie fucking flopped at the box office, but I think it's probably one of the greatest Disney films of all time. Mm-hmm. So... Interesting.
1: Oh, <laughs> so I didn't, I'm not, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be a full review because I didn't really watch the movie because I refused. So, uh, Adriana was watching Valerian, uh, oh, no. Hulu. Okay. Now I will say Rihanna is fantastic in this movie. Copy. Cause I love me some Rihanna. She's a good looking woman and I like her. Mm. Uh, but I'm watching this movie, uh, not half paying attention, half playing tomb blast on my phone. Uh, and the more I watched it, and Adriana said this too, and she was the one actually watching it, the more it confused me. Um, this is a movie that, I guess, became the most expensive independent movie of all time. Uh, barely made its box office back uh, because they had two leads that nobody gives a fuck about uh, in a world that nobody gives a fuck about and felt like it was going to be a, like a spawn of something bigger than what it was. So...
2: It's, it's kind of upsetting because Valerian was kind of like the OG Star Wars back in the day. Yeah, that source material came out before George Lucas ever did, mm-hmm. you know, uh, New Hope and yeah. shit like that. And it's kind of upsetting to see that something like this was cranked
1: out. Um, the CG is incredibly dated. Great. It looks like PlayStation Two level era, yeah, graphics. And it's not to be something, nothing wrong with that. But when you're in 2017, when this movie was released. And I remember, um, like when it was coming out, it's like oh, cinematic big experience, big deal. Yeah, uh, which the went off like went out like a fart in church. Uh, but so uh, I'm gonna pass. I don't think I'm gonna watch it unless, they, unless it's the unless the dancing with Rihanna. See, in which case, I'll now, watch again.
2: The I think a lot of good solution to issues like this would be bringing in fans, hardcore fans, as consultants. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, like with Zack Snyder, as my prime example, you got people like this, you got the marketing team that's like, hey, you got to hit this big scene, this big scene, and this big scene from the comic, and you got to fit it all into the movie. Yeah, make it work. And, and you know, like no, no offense to you, Zack Snyder. I'm, I'm sure you're doing what you can, but what the fuck was that? Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> a lot of the times I feel like, when we talk about movies and how they should have been or what was wrong with it, I feel like, hey, bring us on to consult. Like, we are people dedicated to the fucking source material. Or, if you want to do your own spinoff, kind of like with how uh, The Dark Knight did its own interpretation of everything, Mm -hmm. that's fucking great too. But don't try and, you know, just hit key points and then... uh, Wave it into your story. Come on. We we are here. We dedicate our time on this precious earth to, to read and enjoy these things. Yeah. And what better way to appeal to that audience than by bringing them on board and kind of having them be part of the movie? Yeah. I'm not saying take all of our choices 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying find the biggest fucking comic book nerd out there and bring him on set. Yeah. I'm saying find somebody who genuinely enjoys the shit you're trying to do and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm trying to do this with the movie. What what do you think that would kind of do? Yeah. And I I don't know, man. It's just a lot of... People trying to do stuff that they have no right doing. Yeah. And um, like I said, no offense to you, Zack Snyder. Doubt you'll ever hear this, but figure your shit out.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a rock and a hard place. dog
2: eat dog world out there.
1: Yeah. And uh, like I said,
2: shit, I'll get a four grand loan. We'll make a better suicide squad.
1: Don't fucking tempt me, man. I'll do <laughs> it. Because uh, me, and Adrian, I'm to make a movie. We want to talk to you about this. I've been meaning to talk to you about it for a couple of weeks. And uh, Adrian, she has ideas and I like them so, so this uh
2: isn't some weird like erotic no 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 no, okay. no 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 all right just i
1: definitely wouldn't include you in those <laughs> but um yeah so we got plans i want to make a movie that's like especially now with the whole kevin smith having now like yeah man for sure i want to make I like said
2: earlier if you're looking for an excuse yeah now's the time now's the time but
1: uh yeah i didn't mean to go off on that tangent but we did
2: i, I got a fun little to- uh topic for you okay so i came up with a segment called rate my tour it's real real easy you make up a tour uh, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to try and keep it realistic. Okay. Like bands that would kind of, you know, yep. but if you want to do Metallica Slayer, Megadeth, Ozzy, all in one, that's, that's on yeah. you. So here's the tour I came up with. It's three bands and you can take them in any order you want. Cause it'll work. You could have whoever the fuck you want to headline. Okay. You ready? Okay. Caspian. Okay. Being as notion. Okay. The plot in you.
1: I know what's the rating system are we doing
2: okay let, let's just do something real simple would you pay to go see this show
1: indoor or outdoor
2: indoor and In, dude you, you, being yeah. as notion is great caspian is great i i have yet to see the plot of you life but these bands work better at a, a enclosed venue okay as we as warp tour last year has demonstrated yeah definitely yeah i'll go for sure i i think i would pay 30 dollars to see that show I think the, that lineup, because it came to mind as I was leaving last week's podcast. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that lineup is diverse enough, but yet similar enough in wavelength to where it could totally fucking work. Yeah. Because so you got Caspian, uh, this fucking sleeper band that came out of over with Under Oath three sure, years ago. Phenomenal. Sure. Oh, God. Uh, being as Notion and the direction they're taking, they would fit right in. Yep. And obviously the new plot, and new album is yep. just fucking. And I think all of those are kind of on the same Um what do we coin it last time? That kind of like religious experience wavelength. Yeah. Band. I think all of them are, are kind of floating on that. And I I'd really like to see something like that happen. Sure.
1: Do it in a church.
2: <laughs> uh, I think they could rock it at the bottom lounge personally.
1: Yeah, that would work too. But, uh, so yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. I have to come up with something next week for you. So, but there is something that you left uh, open ended a couple weeks ago that I wanted to get back to you on. You did mention you're like, now name a band out uh, to do a, a genre with guys within the metal rock scene to do a band or a group outside of the metal and rock scene. And I got one for you. Let's hear it. All right. So pretty much all instrumentation is going to be done by Mike Shinoda because he's a fucking genius.
2: What, what, what genre is this? This
1: band? is like, um, I don't know, like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to laugh because it's me. It's going to be rave music, but not like, like spring awakening. This is going to be like the type of shit that blade would go into when he would go into so the like some deep house. Yeah. Uh, so it's Mike Shinoda, he's doing all the producing of it because uh, all the stuff that he's done outside of Lincoln Park, that's kind of in the same. He's capable. Well, oh, it works. It works very well, and for the vocals, and this is the, it's a two man band essentially right now, is Corey Taylor.
2: I think, I think that would work. Yeah. Um, Corey Taylor is has a lot of range. Yeah. And um, I, I do enjoy him as a vocalist. Yeah. I I I like that combination. I'm curious to see because. And a lot of deep house, um, I've noticed that the trend is going towards more female singers. Uh-huh. But I think that would be an interesting mm-hmm. combination.
1: That was something that crossed my mind uh, when you were even when you were talking about it. But I'm like, Corey let me tailor, let me put some thought into That's it. That's interesting. Yeah,
2: I, honestly, I don't think I would have come up with something that clever. Yeah, because you you're kinda, you kind of you kind of hit it. At, you know.
1: Yeah, I went for it. <laughs> that, that's
2: good, man. I, I was trying to come up with like an alternative band, yeah, or something, you know, in the same kind of vein. But that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I went for it. That's pretty chunky.
1: Because, uh, like I said, I, I'm a well, obviously, Mike of Park is such a big part of my life, and Mike Shinoda's probably okay. Fine, fuck it. Throw in Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor, Mike Shinoda producing the <laughs> motherfucker, and have Corey Taylor sing over whatever the fuck. There you go, problem solved. Copy that. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm such a fan, and he's done like soundtracks and stuff like that where it just worked out. So.
2: Yeah. Excellent copy. I yeah. dig it. I uh, enjoy it. So, yeah, that's
1: what I got. Uh, all right. I guess we're going to
2: hang on. Quick little snippet before Warp Tour. Uh, I know we mentioned the Fallout Boy Tour with Every Time I Die. Mm-hmm. So um, it, 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 it the lines add up. They connect because I found out the other day. <laughs> I remember this. Super yeah, late. Of... Um, I'm, I'm sure some of you out there have known this. Keith Buckley is in a band called The Damn Things Mm -hmm. with Joe and Andy from Fall Out Boy. And when I told you that they're probably cool, those two bands, I I fucking see it now. I feel so stupid for not seeing it because The Damn Things has been around since O9. Forever, yeah. (laughs) And uh, they're in with the guy from Volbeat and Anthrax. Anthrax, yeah. Scott Ian. (laughs) And yeah, dude, it's a pretty pretty gnarly super group.
1: I was actually uh, watching their video the other day where uh, Scott Ian was just playing the guitar and the fucking laser comes out the top of his guitar and I was just like... Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Anthrax is oh yeah, OG baby. Oh, oh yeah, OG. All right, so you got anything else, Gabe?
1: Before we go into the
2: let's nose dive right into the meat. All and right, potatoes. so I got
1: the lineup in front of me. Uh, I'm gonna go from least interested stage all the way up to the top. So from smallest stage to biggest. Let's say. Uh, so yeah, I don't know half of these bands, so don't expect me to comment very much. Maybe you do. I don't know. So we're going to start off with the full sale stage, right? Okay, for first, let me preface this. This is the Warped Tour lineup for 2018, the fiery final uh, Warped Tour. This is this is it. So uh, as Michael Jackson said, this is it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go through this and kind of grade it. Interesting conversation afterwards, I imagine. So here we go. The full scale stage, which is the, the smallest stage and it's been for the last couple of years. Uh, we have two bands. I don't know why. Probably because they're going to do like a local Battle of the Bands thing, I'd imagine, they're,
2: right? They're uh... – Kevin Lydman said that they're going to tack along a lot of guests for.
1: Oh, so like the guys like, who are hopping on and off.
2: So I'm I'm thinking it's probably going to be like sirens and sailors for like East Coast kind of stuff. Yeah, because they're you. from New York, and then you know you're going to have some Midwest bands in the Chicago, Michigan, Wisconsin tours. All right,
1: so uh, Pharaoh Winters, no idea. No idea. And lighter burns, no clue.
2: Um, <laughs> interesting names though.
1: Yeah, I give them that. I guess. All right, so this is a new stage, new stage name at least. Owl FM dot. I don't know. This is just. I guess it's a new sponsor this year. I have no idea who the fuck they are. But uh,
2: yeah. So this does is this one. replace the skull the skull candy stage? Is that in the same vein?
1: Uh, I would guess so. I would assume
2: <laughs> the the one rotating stage. All right, go on with the bands. Uh,
1: as it is, uh, no idea. As we survive, assuming we survive. I'm sorry. Uh, I've heard of this name, Broadside. I've heard both before. Capstain, no idea. Chase Atlantic, no clue. Uh, Dead Girls Academy, no clue. <laughs> Dollskin, who the fuck cares? Don Bronco, I, I actually
2: seen Don Bronco. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're pretty fun live. Okay, a good show
1: though. Uh, Grayscale, don't know. Makeout. Grayscale's
2: from PA. They're pop punk.
1: Oh, make out, no idea. I've heard of this Payal Royale, Payal Royale, people. I've seen I. tweets about them, never really listened. Yeah, uh, they look like uh, the type of band your girlfriend would like. Uh, Phineas, was only playing a fucking weekend.
2: I uh, Phineas, come on. You guys belong in, in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. But oh, they're yeah. only playing like the first week of the tour. They would. I, I liked them when we saw them with Vantage. Oh, you? they were sick, yeah. They I were fucking, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they are great. Great frontman.
1: But they're, they're not here. playing. Yep, Picturesque. No uh, idea. Whatever. Uh, sleep on it. Don't know. Story untold. Don't know. Trash bow. Don't know. With confidence. I have no clue. So this is the official I have no interest or give a fuck about stage.
2: <laughs> which is always one
1: at Warped Tour. But this this is it.
2: This just it, means less walking for us.
1: True. Which we, we to be honest, it was all pretty much streamlined anyway. Because uh, here we are. This is more my neck of the woods. The Monster Mutant White Lightning Stage. White Lightning.
2: I think that. Name was once a KKK member title. Well, I appreciate name,
1: but the white lining is the so the flavor of the soda that they got, all right. which is like a shitty. uh th- You know the white monster Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. It's like a diluted version of that. So, oh, I know. We we chugged that shit. Oh yeah, like, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. all day last. Year. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. All right, so starting off, which was very promising until I clicked the information. August burns red. <sighs> not they're in not, Chicago. Not playing our stop. They're playing, which a, is disappointing. Yeah, they're playing like a week uh whatever crown the empire i'll pass what yeah. you don't like crown the empire like that? i have I, I take issues after some information came out about them uh they don't write their own music they're essentially a shell band for somebody who's writing their own shit i like the music but big chorus mm. though yeah we All got right. big chorus yeah, moving for sure. on uh Dayseeker, which is a band that i got into recently they're okay every time i die uh you can't be mad always a
2: good copy uh them and less than jake uh name drop kevin lineman told you they're gonna be on there on. yeah
1: you're, you're right hail the sun i've heard this name before but i haven't dug in yet okay harm's way And that the guy on the, the the like the band promo has a knife fight t-shirt so i'm i'm promised i'm like i'm excited for this because
2: <laughs> good copy because
1: if you like knife fight and you're anything close to that we're we're cool in heart's wake who just played it i like them they're cool whatever knock loose that's a big one i'm a fan
2: Love knock loose they're playing uh because they played full sale last year they no they played the other one they played a smaller stage last year.
1: I think it was full stage actually.
2: W- when they brought the little girl up on stage, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So that was now they're say. playing the big boy stage, the bigger stage, yeah, which is good. Yeah. And I'm calling it. Brian is coming out for uh, "Every Time I Die" song, and Keith's coming out for a Knock loose song. I yeah, could see that. Just I could see that. Anticipated.
1: Uh, motionless and White, which I'm shocked that they're not on like the big, the big stage.
2: Um. Well, you got to remember that everything up to the graveyard shift has been in the vein of metalcore. Yeah, metalcore esque.
1: That's true. But they have played main stage before. I've seen them But they've
2: also played uh the Monster Stages 2 years ago. In oh 19.
1: yeah, that's, yeah, for that's sure. We saw them. Uh so yeah, them you know, I'm excited. Live. I am over I'm kind of past that, but I do enjoy seeing them live. I've seen them more than enough times. And this is a band that I remember you recommending a long motherfucking time ago, Necrogoblin.
2: So Necrogoblin, <laughs> a quick little thing, they are a gimmick band yes. and they hide nothing about it. I fucking love it. They okay. have their hype man is dressed as a goblin. His name is John. <laughs> he likes Wendy's. If you click on the picture, it says their hometown is Goblin Island. It does. <laughs> they're gonna fuck. They're gonna fucking shred on that stage. This is dude.
1: uh, this is this year's Guar.
2: Yeah, so. and um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them, and I hope they do a meet and greet because cool. that'll be fucking tits.
1: And this is a band I haven't seen or heard from in quite some time on Earth. I don't yeah, know that's know
2: uh, that, that's easily that, one of the heavier bands on the stage.
1: That, that's uh, that's a little bit older school, so cool. Uh, you know I'm a fan of the heavy And I, it was no shock to me that we would have Managed to stay on the mutant stages The monster stages this year and there was no shock But uh, moving on to the next Mutant uh, monster stage Red Dawn, Red Dawn. Oh, We're starting out with the Amity Affliction Okay.
2: I think it'll do good for them Because mm-hmm. they're They have the Architects Effect where they're much Much bigger in their home country Yeah. Uh, than they are here and I think it'll do them justice I like Amity Live yeah. um, They put on a good show so I think that'll be fun
1: uh, Chelsea Grin again this year
2: They have um, m- Member issues So they, yeah. they recently got rid of two guys Or they left There's more information coming out We're yeah. not sure yet but Copy. They, And the new album is supposed to bang all the way through So I'm excited to see Chelsea Grin Copy
1: that These Nuts, which is a name I haven't heard in quite some time <laughs> Ice Nine Kills, which I feel like they play every year Kubla uh, Khan
2: That's going to be a fun set Kubla Khan is, is a good live band
1: My Children, My Bride, which I didn't know were still around <laughs> uh, it's one of those bands from 2010 oh, Where you're no, like, oh, no, you're oh shit. right Sharp Tooth, which I'm i a fan of So Which
2: Davey Muse is going to come out oh, for at 100%, least
1: the song 100% Silverstein, uh, however They're not on the Chicago They're not on the Chicago, sp- sp- Which feels
2: wrong, doesn't it? It
1: does, it does feel very wrong They play the week, like the first three days before And then they skip us And then they play the three days after So, I don't know, maybe they They
2: it. probably listen to this podcast And they're like, you know what, Jacob? Fuck, Fuck, Fuck you, you <laughs> <this
1: year. laughs> Yeah, uh, Twisted I don't know who this is. It looks like an ICP ripoff. Uh, I think he's part of the
2: ICP. Kind are of they? Well,
1: well, they're from Detroit, so it wouldn't shock me. Uh, <laughs> when last on this stage is Wage War. So,
2: uh, it'll, it'll be nice seeing them again. Yeah. Um, if there's something overlapping, I'll probably see the other band. Yeah. Just because I've seen Wage War.
1: For enough. sure. Moving on to Journey's Journeys. Right. Right foot. All-time low. <laughs> uh, fall in reverse. <laughs> For you strong.
2: Maybe worth checking out. Yeah,
1: I'll check them out. Issues? <laughs> less than Jake?
2: Not on Chicago, though, if I'm correct.
1: They are not. You are correct.
2: Which is unfortunate. Yeah,
1: really? That's weird. How, how
2: are you going to have real big fish and not. That's funny because they
1: skip our date just straight up. They skip it. They do this 18th through the 20th, and then the 22nd through the 27th, and then the 29th the eight, to the end of the tour.
2: Yeah, I, I have no idea. Unless they're doing. Well, no, that wouldn't even fucking make sense. Why would you do it like a smaller show when Warp Tour is going on? I don't on know. Whatever. Whatever.
1: Uh, The main? uh movements uh whatever real friends <laughs>
2: Fun fact real friends toured with every time i die
1: yeah well uh simple plan whatever tonight alive i actually like them a little bit yeah
2: we're gonna check them out
1: uh the used not playing our stop how unfortunate
2: i know come on look.
1: uh we the kings <laughs> they did up.
2: that uh they they did check his Juliet right if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they did. <laughs>
1: that was like the last song that they did too. All right, moving on. Uh, Journeys left the end. Three oh three didn't know they were still around.
2: They uh they played 2015 and you know what they put on a good set. I mean whatever, dude.
1: Uh, <laughs> asking Alexandra not playing our stop. Bear Tooth playing our stop. Playing our stop.
2: Um, <laughs> what is this gonna make like twelve? Something something, something like, that. like that for uh, us.
1: A lot. Uh, Black Bell Bride's not playing our stop, which I don't give a fuck. Uh, Bowling for Soup, kind of mm-hmm. bummed. Oh, no, they are playing our stop. Okay.
2: But, uh, y- you know what? Just look at that picture, though. No, yeah, I know. Y- it's kind of like, yeah, Bowling for Soup's been around for a while. And then you see them, you're like, holy shit, they've been around for a while. <laughs>
1: uh, so, yeah. Uh, who's Frank Turner?
2: No idea. Is he the dude from MCR?
1: No, he's not the dude from MCR. He's Flake. it's another Frank. Okay. Don't know who he is. He's only playing two dates. Who fucking cares? Uh. What you got to do? Yeah, the, uh, Interrupters. No idea. Uh, they look like a punk band, though. And they're playing a scatter of dates. So they whatever. look like a ska punk band. Knuckle puck, which is funny because they have a CTA picture in their background. They have absolutely no idea even how to take the CTA, I'm sure. Uh, but whatever. Uh, I don't care for them. Moving on. Mayday Parade. Uh, Real Big Fish. They got to throw in one of those. State Champs. <laughs> don't care some 41 and not, not playing our stop how oh.
2: unfortunate they're actually doing a 10-year anniversary tour of does this look infected really and the chicago stop is at concord which is going to be a good show and so far that's the only show that's sold out and i was like damn we fucked up yeah we did but that sucks man well here's the we here, last here, year
1: here, they, they are um one of the problems i have and i'll get back to that once i'm done with this and because the next band is also part of that problem taking back sunday only playing one stop. which I'm pretty sure is their New York stop. I, I wish this wildlife. Uh, no idea. Under oath.
2: <sighs> kind of upset at them. We'll talk
1: about that. They are not playing our stop. They're playing a weekend, which we'll talk about that.
2: Uh, and water parks. And water parks. And I couldn't... which has. Quick side note. Um, I know this isn't our kind of genre. Yeah. But since the last time they played Warped Tour, which was 2015, uh, my girlfriend, you know, likes that band. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But since then, they've grown exponentially mm. and you know what i we, we may not be in that scene we may not like the music but you got to give credit where it's due <laughs> you're making money off your lifestyle you're doing what you love C- congrats to you austin knight for for uh whatever the fuck this is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh
1: okay so the third some 41 taking back sunday under oath under oath uh august burns red but the, my main issue ND right use the end the use my main issue right now um, with in particular some 41 and taking back sunday they are playing one date both of them they're separate dates why even announce them just make them a surprise would not that be more fun wouldn't it be more fun to see some 41 on your blow up that day be like holy shit some 41 is playing our stop which i'm pretty sure it's in canada i'm sure yeah for, for them and, the for, and i'm sure pretty sure for uh taking back sunday it's probably the new york stop because that's where they're from why even
2: yeah, wouldn't that be like an experience yeah
1: why even announce them
2: uh, i see my issue with this year's lineup and i know everybody's complaining and i know everybody's whining initially it looks like a fucking killer lineup and you're yeah. like holy shit this year's gonna be good it, and then you kind of look at the dates and you're like what the fuck happened yeah
1: definitely um now here's the deal when i saw under oath only playing like a four or five dates or whatever three four dates I'm like, oh, they they must be playing the the, the Chicago. Florida- no, no, the Florida shows, because they're from Florida.
2: Oh, they're not even playing those? No.
1: They're playing Ohio. What the fuck? Two is- Ohio stops and a Pennsylvania stop.
2: Maybe. Uh, I mean I, the only thing I could reason is that it's along their way to whatever big festival that, they're playing that,
1: next. That's that's what me and Adriana thought. Like maybe it's like a weekend they had off or whatever, or days that they had off that like, well, fuck it. We'll hop on. But it's because to me it might have I'm like, oh, it must be the St. Petersburg, Tampa, and Orlando show like kind in my head area yeah. yeah i thought like automatically that's what i thought um but no no so under oath not
2: playing interesting choice because you know damn well I, i'm not in under oath obviously <laughs> but if, if i was i would have been like well let's hit all the big cities that we know have a massive following yeah. obviously somewhere in florida at least one or two stops mm-hmm. uh, hit a new york show chicago show and, and then a somewhere our, and then somewhere on the west yeah and just you know like, it, it, yeah, it's unfair to the smaller states and smaller fucking things. They're used to it. But but <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like, well, why would you not hit the big ones? Like, obviously, they have a massive following in Chicago. Yeah. Same goes for ABR. Mm-hmm. Same goes for the used. Some pretty one, less than Jake. It, like, guys, come on. Like, yeah. You know. Uh.
1: Overall, you know, even with the bands that aren't that would have made the day not playing, there is a solid lineup in here. I'm looking through it. I have at least five or six bands that I want to check out. Which is more, I've gone to Warped Tour for lot Outlast before. And I'm going to go regardless. Either If it was a fucking pop-punk throwback, I'd still go. Probably wouldn't watch anybody. I'd probably sit, eat my hot dog, and get drunk and cry. <laughs> uh, and that'd be it. But there is music there that I would like to see. However, uh, for these bands that are only playing a couple days here and there, I think they were better off just leaving them off the schedule all together and just having be surprises. That's my opinion. I, now. Yeah. With that being said, they've also said that they will be adding on more surprises as we go along. Uh,
2: so, I'm curious to see if a, a big band that we know and like is maybe going to be tacked onto a Chicago show. Kind of like you said, without us knowing or maybe like the week before. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm curious to see what would happen there. Yeah. Because Chicago is a big stop for the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. No shit. And um, it, it, we're kind of we're, – we're missing out on, on all of those five. The only people we really get is Beartooth Tooth. Which – they might as well fucking live here at this point. Yeah,
1: it's true. I don't know. Uh, I think it's a little off. Uh, like I said, it's not all negative because there are some bands I do want to check out. Uh, but, uh, for those b- big names, not really being there, not being admitted, whatever. However, I will say though, um, with the people who are who are like complaining, Oh, I'm not going to go. Then don't fucking go. Stay the fuck out of my way. And if I see you in my way, I'm going to push you out of my way. That's that. that's my, that's where I stand. Cause like I said, either win, lose or draw. I was gonna go to this year because it's the last year. That's it. Uh, it's, it's the mentality of it. It's, yeah.
2: If you're um, and you have every right to to say you don't want to go if you don't like the lineup. Yeah. You have that right. I'm not gonna argue you there. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's the spirituality of Warp Tour and the message behind. Hey, this is the most diverse fucking festival that we have going on for, for this kind of genre. I mean, right off the bat, it was gonna be. It's a binary scale. You're gonna go regardless, or you. Don't really care for the warp tour, and you you know yeah. whatever. So, so I, I think that that goes to show where a lot of these people stand. Yep,
1: and like I said, if you don't want to go, then get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've dealt with enough people like you, and you just need you're no good for the scene anyway. So just see when stop. I
2: saw the initial lineup before the dates or anything, I was like, dude, I'm gonna be doing a lot of walking. Holy shit! I'm mm-hmm. gonna fly back and forth. But now, mutant left, right, maybe one or two bands mm-hmm. elsewhere, mm-hmm. and i i'm not upset because shit less walking for me yeah definitely
1: <laughs> i could find myself in the monster trailer like i was all last year because i'm yeah, old would be
2: nice who, who are you looking forward to most uh this most year at Warped Tour? okay kind of maybe handful of bands that you're like kind of excited uh, well to see. knock loose yeah uh, always good set every time i die always every
1: time i die uh i'm excited to see motionless because you know it's been a while uh, hey, even with the new album, yeah, even, even no.
2: though we don't like it, you can't kind of hate on them because yep. they do have a lot of bangers.
1: Uh, I will see four years, uh, four years strong, because I, I like them. Sharp tooth, I got like I said, I got bands, so I'm not like upset, upset, yeah. But um, you know, uh, I think it's an extremely even without you know taking out all the people who are playing select dates. I think it's an ex- incredibly thin.
2: Lineup. It it does feel like a lot less bands this year. Yeah. Uh
1: I think there's only what five stages? One, two, six stages. I mean, whatever. But um
2: you can't really count the fucking full sales. Yeah, you're two right. Bands. So
1: five. Um, no Kevin says, no all that type of stuff. So no uh, hard rock stage this year. Um it's a couple of stages that they got
2: kinda kinda been compressed over the years, huh?
1: Well, I remember an era where there was like nine stages, you know what I mean? So um it's been trimmed down significantly over the last couple of years and this year I feel like it might be the thinnest I've ever seen. So
2: So here's what I'm hoping for. Um like we said a couple minutes ago, it's probably going to be like a lot of surprise guests at, you know, like local bands for your local warp Tour. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um the Devil Wears probably not doing anything that we could... Yeah. I'm kind of hoping like
1: Well, they're f- well most of them are from here.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. Like the Iowa, Chicago area, the, they're, you know. Yeah. And and so I'm kind of hoping that – I'm honestly, I'm hoping nobody says a goddamn word. And when we see that blow up, like you said, the Devil Wears Prada, we're going to be like
1: oh! – Yeah, definitely.
2: Because, come on, dude, last Warp Tour, Chicago show, Devil Wears Prada. It's yeah. k- it kind of fits. Yep. All the pieces are there.
1: So we'll see. Uh, I, I would, that would be a nice surprise, but at this point like, I feel like we're, uh, we're talking about the last Jedi before the last Jedi came out. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's just, I think I got the kind of vibe from the conversation that because now it's not, we're like, still
2: going. Um, honestly, I hope this year is, is going to be a lot of, uh, I get to kind of meet these bands because last year, hundredth fucking shafted me and they canceled their meet and greet, which I'm still upset about. <laughs> and I, I met Trophy Eyes; They're really cool. Yeah. But I think that was it. Everybody else was kind of like, oh, whatever.
1: I don't know why. Um, minus one particular tour where I actually hung out, with I set the kill. I have never even sat in line, standing in line for a meet and greet ever. At a war. well, I met Vanna, but I've met them so many times, uh, shit ton of times, absolutely. So, um, but I've never actually stood in line to meet and greet anybody at a tour. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I'd rather watch bands play. That's just absolutely that's my personality. I know people. There's some people who only go for two bands, and they're. You know, kinda of hell bent on uh meeting those bands, but I'm not that's just not me. So I'm just
2: hoping to get more records signed. Yeah. That's all I really definitely. want.
1: Definitely. Uh, so yeah, that's the warp tour lineup, man. I don't know.
2: Um, quick little thing. I think I have four every time I die shows lined up this year. Yeah. One one this month yep. at Dirty Nelly's. Yep. Warp tour. Fall Out boy show. And then to the season. And yeah. that's not including all those like miscellaneous bullshit shows they're gonna sprinkle in. Yeah. So it's going to be a good year for you, man. Yeah,
1: it should be a good year. Now, for me, this is to be the first show I attend since...
2: 15? 16, with Tooth, and Every Time I Die, right?
1: No, because, no. No, Adrienne wasn't pregnant then.
2: Yeah, she was. She didn't go. I
1: was still working at UPS then, bro.
2: When is the last time you saw Every Time I Die?
1: Last time I saw Every Time I Die? Was it Warped Tour? Might have been Warped Tour.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about that specifically, but this will be your first show since Vanna. Vanna, yeah. And so it'll be almost a full year. It'll be like eleven months. Yeah.
1: So. Uh,
2: is your wife gonna go?
1: She will go. Yes. Uh, she is determined. Even though the bands that she wants to see are not playing our particular stop, uh, she kind of has the same mentality that I was gonna have going into it. That when was a draw because she has spent many a summer at the Warped Tour with me. Uh, that she was gonna go. It'd uh, be ashamed if you didn't. Yeah, and uh, my sister's going, and she's gone to only a handful. But I I stand by it, and I'll say it again, and it's worth repeating. If you have grown up at any point in time and and have had the Warped Tour be a part of everything that you look forward to in a summer, you should go at one point in time.
2: Was it 25 years now? Something like that. 30? No, not 30. No, 25.
1: 25. Yeah, close. But so if you spent any amount of time looking forward to the Warped Tour, you should go. So uh, yeah, uh, not a a, not a slam dunk, but not a fucking whiff either. Uh, And we'll be there.
2: You, sure. you know what? Fish I think is. I think it's going to be a lot of us waiting for these guest announcements. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of um, kind of our negativity made up. Yeah.
1: Well, let's, let's hope so. Because, like
2: I said, I'm not mad. Uh, I've I've never been
1: mad at a Warped Tour lineup, even though it's not one that was made for me. You know? Yeah. Because it's, it's part of who I am. So
2: Honestly, I hope a lot of our local bands, like El Famous. Oh, yeah. Dead Ships, maybe. Ooh. I hope they get some... Some uh some airtime. Because yep. the Warp Tour will do justice. These yep. are bands that have been on the grind for a while mm-hmm. and like I said, I've mentioned Dead Ships before, I've mentioned L Famous before. They crank out good music. Yeah. They take their time, they write it, they produce it. These guys are well, El Famous more so. They're they're part time musicians. Yeah. And, you know, they got real jobs and shit like that. And I think something like this will really kick start their career. Yep. Um well, let's just hope for the best, dude. That's all yeah. we can oh, do.
1: I'll, Like I said, I always look hope for the best on the work tour. And uh, you'll see me there. Uh, like I said, when it was the draw? I'll be there. So, yeah. Gabe, you got anything else?
2: Do I have anything else? Um, let's talk about album artwork real quick. Okay. Um, what Do you do? You have a particular album artwork that you like or that is your favorite?
1: Like are we just ca- talking strictly cover art or like art within the book itself?
2: Uh, We can do a little bit of both. Well, okay, let me think then. Because the whole topic, we have some range here. Um, metal bands uh, in the early, like before the 2010s, stuck to the whole weird font style. Yeah. And your choice of background picture, whether that be some edgy fucking wasteland with a filter on it, <laughs> like on like a, uh, the Zombie ZP, Define the Great Line, yeah. or some really meaningful picture, like... Or only chasing safety or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see what you look for in, in album artwork or kind of what stands out to you.
1: Uh, okay. Well, let me have to put some thought to it. So it depends on the band because uh, not all bands are visually visual oriented. Uh, like I don't think you're going to find any merit in suicide silence artwork. That's just my opinion. Um, now, as far as bands that where I, I do put some stock into the artwork, uh, Linkin Park comes to mind. So, yeah, they have some say, good ones, man. uh, you know, they have the, the, at this point, iconic hybrid theory cover with the soldier and the butterfly wings. Um, the, Meteora was, the was graffiti, really good? yeah, the graffiti artist guy minutes to midnight was le- a little less good on the art side. However, as far as like the official booklet, however, when I, the album came out, I bought like the special fancy Smanchy edition, right? Okay. That actually came in like a physical book, like book kind of a thing. It also came with the making of the album. They had some fantastic pictures taken while they were in the studio and uh, they filmed, or filmed, <laughs> they recorded that at the Laura Canyon House in, in um, California. That's the Houdini House, where Rick Rubin likes to do all his producing. So it has, like, this certain ambiance to it. Actually, I'll probably show you that documentary one of these days. It's a very good one. But um, that sticks out to me because the pictures were so well done. Um, now, in the same vein of Lincoln Park, they had a good album. Not so much to cover, but the artwork, could- artwork and filters that they put on their like their touring videos during the era was a thousand suns that was very interesting. Now to escape from them, to escape from Lincoln Park at the moment. I'm trying to think of another band that does honestly uh I am a fan of the kind of the minimalist kind of a, kind of a vibe. I really 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 like the zombie EP cover. I really do cuz it fits the mood 150%. Yep. It is just what is it? I don't even know how to how to explain it's, it. the it's like a power light grid yeah. thing with the cables. Yeah, it's that's it. Like it's
2: it, with the sh- Fucking Instagram filter over it yeah. Done Boom and, and,
1: and tell, It tells the story man It really does
2: And uh, and kind of in the same vein The Space EP was really minimal Yes With the stars And you know The world proud of Constellation Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, I like Void a lot I think Void's album cover Yes is, I love the Void album cover It's fucking good Even
2: the All Hell album cover Yes I dig the color scheme on yep. it don't see a lot of brights In kind of yes. that vein of music
1: I like that, that era Because like you said that like They had the big pink uh, background and stuff like that during, which is very interesting from a band of that style. Um, I'm trying to think of what else comes to mind. Um, you know, who always has ones that kind of crack me up? Uh, Born of Osiris. <laughs> you ever see, you probably see those memes where it's like, where it has like, like yeah. the access, that that's very much them. Um, the
2: cannibal corpse has uh Pretty fucking brutal.
1: Fucked up ones. I th- like my personal favorite was the skeleton half disembodied skeleton eating out the other half. Oh disembodied yeah, 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 that one. Skeleton. That was a fucked up one. They have some good ones, uh, but again, there's not. They do it for shock value. So oh, um,
2: absolutely. Uh, the whole black metal genre, as I like to describe it, is uh, horror movies for metal. Yeah. So,
1: uh, so that's that. Um.
2: See, I, me personally, I like covers. Uh, that stylistically match whether it be the album name or the, like the, the album theme. Okay. So uh, a couple of the ones. Crisis. I one. love the look of the Crisis. It's a good one. By um Alexis on Fire. There we go. Uh, the Fall of Ideals. All That Remains. I, I do like he's clawing at the wall yeah. and the whole blue tone. I really dig it. Um, Let the Oceans Take Me. Amity Affliction. That's a good one. It's um, I think their album art kind of tells a story.
1: You know uh, the one album before – what's the name of that album before
2: young bloods uh chasing ghosts
1: yeah that one has like a uh sinister beginning of sinister kind of a vibe
2: where the dude's hanging yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's a good album uh all our gods have abandoned us that's That's really like you said minimalist Mm -hmm. and it tells a story i like the whole eclipse kind of looking thing okay um allegiance by as blood runs black how it's just kind of the the blue green background and then the guys kind of surrounded i think that would be an Awesome kind of shot in like a horror thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else kind of stands out to me.
1: Oh, um, fuck. Hold on. Well, first off, uh, this is kind of a uh, one that you probably never hear of, but it's a band called Julian k and they had a fucking awesome album cover. I'm gonna show Gabe real quick. It's like a chick covered
2: in paint almost, it's very uh, it's got a carry vibe to it. Yeah, I like
1: it? that quite a bit. Um, let me think, I'm pulling up some albums myself. Um, uh,
2: uh are you familiar with direct hit no they're a punk band they're, they're like a true kind of punk band they okay. have a album called wasted mind where it's uh a, a redone version of the last supper you know that famous painting yeah and it's got all these psychedelic colors and just trumpets and it's just fucking <laughs> it's a good kind of gag cover i dig it
1: uh rescue and restore august burns Red is a good one. Oh
2: uh, yes i like new junk aesthetic that album cover yeah uh jordan buckley is a very talented artist very talented musician he fucking slayed that cover
1: cool uh well let me see. let me keep looking uh i, I now as far as we speaking of, of album covers that i don't give a fuck about i hate all the bare tooth album covers i think they all suck uh
2: i i have a soft spot for him album covers oh yeah they, they may not all be equal in stylistically yeah but you see it you're like yeah, yeah, this sounds like I'm going to have a scotch and smoke a cigarette. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. Uh, so I think hundreds of album covers are pretty red.
1: Yeah, I like those. Uh, let me think. Let me
2: look. As we're scrolling through our music collection. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: well, I think some Metallica ones are pretty good.
2: I mean, you got to you got to have good album covers for good albums at that point.
1: Yeah. Um, let me think.
2: This is part of the fucking territory. She. Uh, my ticket home, the last two in particular. So, uh, Unreal mm-hmm. has that whole like kind of pink cover with the with, like the lights streaming yeah. through, and then Strangers Only, which looks like a puddle with like the rainbow reflection in it. Probably I dig that. those, man. Dig those.
1: Um, what else? Uh, oh. Parkway Drive has some good ones too. Ah, I like uh, Deep Blue personally. Who did I just saw? I just saw the one that
2: stuck out to me. Uh, fuck, where'd it go?
1: Uh, shit, shit, shit. I forgot now. I lost it.
2: What do you think of the Mortal Coil album cover? The I like on? it.
1: It's simple. Uh, I uh, like it though.
2: By the way, that uh, that band has been Proustmeister approved, so you know, so you know it's good. <laughs> uh, we uh, this guy by the name, by the nickname of Proustmeister we used to work with. He, if he approves a band, a metal band, oh man, you best know you better check him out. Yeah,
1: for sure. He has those bands that are just like, wow, dude, really? <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, he, he's got some. Uh, he's got some good taste in, in the genre yeah
1: uh i think like albums like corn has some good ones corn has some weird ones yeah
2: man. i think you could go either way on corn albums
1: um yeah i had a fucking band that popped up that i'm like wow that's a good cover but i fucking lost it
2: i, I do like well pretty much all the used album covers those are good yeah the artwork in particular stands out to me yep uh she she uh wolf mother their first album the self-titled Jesus, that is iconic. I love that.
1: <laughs> oh, um, Black Parade, MCR. I think that's a good one.
2: Yeah, that, that's a good one. Louder
1: Now, Take it Back, Sunday. I think is a good one. Uh, with the marquee and all that. Uh, There's a lot of good covers. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: I think it kind of boils down to me personally. Like I said, it has to kind of match the tone of the album and what you're trying to do with it. Um, like Deep Blue, obviously a whole experimental album by Parkway Drive. Yeah. I really dug the whole. It looks like a like fucking something out of straight out of Bioshock. Yeah. And I, I love the, the color play on it, the black and blue yep. and the, with the white accents. Um, it really makes you feel like you're deep down underwater.
1: Yep. Pretty cool. I dig it, Maine. I dig it, brother Maine. So, so what you got, Gabe?
2: I think next week we should come back with worst album covers. And I don't mean come back here with the most foul cannibal corpse <laughs> cover you could find. I mean like something that is genuinely shit.
1: All right. We could, we could do that. So, I'll do some research so on that. So
2: we'll, we'll come back yeah, <laughs> next so, week with that. That's an hour and 15, and we had, oh, like, boy. three
1: topics on the docket.
2: Oh, man. I thought we were going to run short this yeah. week. Yeah.
1: So, with that, uh, yeah, we're done for this week. Wrapping up episode 62. We'll see you next week for 63. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes and on Google Play. All that good stuff. At us on all the social medias. We're all the same. We're all the same. But, yeah, uh, with that, see you guys next week. Signing out this week for Gabe and Jacob. Juices.
2: Bye-bye. Mostly.